<coughs> Hi. Hi. In Hawaii. Coming to you from Misty Mountain Studio, sitting at 2,440 feet above sea level on this big rock in the middle of the Pacific, just outside a volcano in the Puna district of the Big Island of Hawaii. Lord bless this planet and every living thing on it. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Thank you for downloading. Please tell a friend and keep coming back for more. Got more coming for you. This episode is how to get a license. A lot of people ask. A lot of people want to know, especially when I was on the mainland. Hey, how do you, how do you get one of those licenses that you was talking about when you was up there on stage? Or when you send whatever, you know, a lot of people ask from different places. And so I told them, you know, and I thought, hey, that'll be a good way to talk about different things on the podcast in regards to the license. So that's how we came up with this episode today. How to get a license, we'll discuss it. Also, special interview on the way. Pause for the cause songs, wise words, and learning as I grow. Sprouts. Got a few. We'll see how it goes from there. Didn't start off so good. I'll tell you all about it. This episode brought to you under the influence of Cuban Link Shatter. 96.31% total THC and cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. <laughs> I keep saying it wrong because now it's the thing, right? <laughs> cannabinoids is the term, not cannabinoids. It's a funny, okay? So, yeah, I'm a little dumb, but I ain't that dumb. From the big store in Hilo. I heard somebody else say it that way on a on a, on a podcast, not a podcast. <laughs> I'm high. Give me a break, all right? It was a documentary. An English-speaking lady, I swear she said, cannabinoids. I'm, I'm I'm positive of it because I rewound it. And I was like, did she just say cannabinoids? So I got it from somebody else. That's all I can tell you. 420 time, uh, showcasing my new Luca device known as the Seahorse Max. You can see that on the video, the vodcast. Uh, as I get ready to uh, fire up a tune here, we'll get ready for that. I like it. It's easier to clean, and I seem to get less waste uh, as far as my material is concerned. You know, sometimes if you have a unicorn, you know, there's uh, that where it gets all the goop and it gets kind of messy, and you got to clean it a lot, and it just. So just I found this is a lot less cleaning, and I get a lot more of my product uh, consumed and a lot less waste. So I do like it. And once again, I'll show it to you, the Luca Seahorse Max. I'll be demoing that while we listen to this tune coming up. So it's toke time. Let's get fired up. Let's get lifted. You got yours. I got mines. Let's get tuned, as uh, we've learned. Let's get high. Now, the reason I picked this song is number one, it's one of my favorite songs uh, by Sly and the Family Stone. But mainly because I keep seeing this song in a commercial, seeing the song. I keep hearing the song as I see this commercial. And to be quite honest with you, it pisses me off uh, most of the time when they play popular music, at least popular to me, in a commercial 
But yet they don't really give credit to the artist. I say they should put a line in there of who it is, the song, because people should know who Sly and the Family Stone is. And that song is Thank You for Letting Me Be Mice Elf Again. That's how it's spelled, and that's how they said it. So that's what we did. Again, Sly and the Family Stone on high in Hawaii. Thank you.
you saw the vodcast, you know, I did some dabs, and now I'm high. Are you high? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I'm high. You are high as a fucking kite. We are high in Hawaii. That's the name of the podcast, you know. <laughs> oh, man. That's good stuff. According to the Chinese Zodiac, it's the year of the tiger. Which... Uh, was going to be supposedly all about making big changes and a year of big adventure. Sounds exciting. Think I'm down for it. Let's get to wise words. These are easy. This is simple. It's an easy one. I didn't have to memorize nothing. Plato. Know thyself. He had a lot to say, didn't he? It means a lot, though. There's a lot to that. One simple phrase. Know thyself. It's really deep. If you think about it. How do you get a license? It's a question that comes up from time to time, especially when I was on the mainland. Few people wanted to know how the process works and what does it take to qualify for that license. How did you, how'd you go about the process? Who'd you go see? Did you get it from your doctor? Did you see a different doctor? A lot of questions. And, of course, I tried to answer them all as best I could. And then it got me to thinking, hey, that that probably make a good topic for you know, the podcast, when it comes time to renew my license, I'll just talk about that process and how it goes. And it is that time. And I will say this, as with everything in cannabis, in the world of cannabis, <laughs> it varies from state to state. But for the most part, any condition causing severe pain, Nausea, seizures, or severe and persistent muscle spasms, obviously cancer, HIV, AIDS, glaucoma, PTSD, certain types of arthritis, lupus, epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, all qualifying conditions, insomnia, Depression and anxiety are also considered, and in some states are qualifying conditions. So you have to check with your state or a neighboring state that allows an out-of-state patient or a temporary visitor permit to find out what they deem to be a qualification. And the laws continue to change. It's ever-changing. So keep yourself informed about your situation. I had to do so here. I was mistaken. I learned, well, a few weeks ago, I, I learned, see, I was under the impression that a 329 card holder in Hawaii could cultivate a total of 10 plants and that their caregiver could also cultivate 10 plants. So I was going to get cultivated, I mean, you know, you know, a caregiver and another site and we were going to do more plants. And uh, I was also under the impression 
that that caregiver would increase the limit of four ounces to eight, but it doesn't. It's not the case. The caregiver caregiver can grow for the patient, but the limit of plants harvested or the amount stored on site, it does not change, does not increase. So that was a lesson learned on my part. The Hawaii's law allows a patient and caregiver to collectively possess four ounces of processed marijuana and cultivate a total of 10 plants. Now, visiting patients, we've talked about this before, visiting patients who are registered in other states and their caregivers will be allowed to possess no more than four ounces of medical cannabis while visiting Hawaii. They will be required to register with Hawaii's medical cannabis program and can do that for only two 60-day intervals in one year in a 12-month period. That's what it says. No more than two 60-day intervals in a 12-month period. Visiting patients may obtain cannabis from Hawaii dispensaries, but not allowed to cultivate it themselves, clearly. Caregivers, patients may designate a caregiver who may assist patients by picking up their cannabis from the dispensary. Now, at this time, caregivers can also assist in cultivating plants, but that's going to change from my understanding. Hawaii law does not allow the medical use of cannabis if it endangers the health or well-being of another person, nor does it, does it allow the medical use of cannabis in a bus, a moving vehicle, one's workplace, on school grounds, or in a place open to the public. This is not my workplace. <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> the studio is not a workplace. So That's the law. That's the way it's written. That's the way it reads. So all this came about as I'm preparing to renew my 329 medical cannabis license. I decided to go with the most convenient location, the one in between the Irie Smoke Shop and the big store in Hilo. Restorative Massage Clinic uh, and the Hawaiian Medical Medi Marijuana Medic. Hawaiian Marijuana Medic. That's the name of it. I think they changed their name, though. But anyway, they, that's where they do it. I got an appointment with Dr. Unity on a Sunday afternoon, which I thought was really cool. Took about 10 minutes to explain my arthritis condition in my hands and the fusion surgery that had been done on my lower back. She took a look at the surgical stars. Stars? They're scars. Mm-mm. I need something to drink. She took a look at the scars on my back, and uh, we talked for a few minutes, and that was it. It was complete. It was over. Simple, easy process. Jasmine was there to help. Uh, it was a, she was very helpful in answering questions, and I had a few. Uh, very easy to work with. I got there early, just out of habit. I try to get early. I, got, I try to get to places early anyway. And um, I noticed, because they got me in early, that I was back on the road, headed home at the time my appointment was supposed to take place. That's how quick it went. The Hawaii Medical Cannabis website is where I 
monitored the application process. There was a few mix-ups. I forgot to download a page, but they were very helpful. And they kept sending me emails, said, hey, we need this particular page, not that page. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Luckily, I'd gone early in advance, and uh, it was all done. I mean, it was just the next day the doctor had sent the state what they needed, and it was being processed on online. So it was. it's really uh, convenient and nifty process they've got going here in Hawaii. And they've been doing it now for a few years. So, you know, they, they've got it going. They've had, they've had a chance to work out some of the kinks, some of the kinks, not all of them, but some of them. And in some states, it's not like that. So, you know, got to kind of be a little patient. Patience. <laughs> Our patients need to be patient, right? <laughs> So it was only just a few days and uh, got the new cards and got the new labels for the new plants because you got to have those on the plants. Got to have the license number and the uh, expiration date of that. So in the vodcast, you can see some of the plants that are coming up and coming up and learning as I grow. I'll tell you about the mistake I made. A little costly, but it was a lesson learned, and uh, we've turned the corner. Things are a little bit better. You know, every, nothing, nothing's good till it's in the jar. Just going to say that. But things are a little bit better. While traveling last year, I was able to get uh, that visitor license I was telling you about from Oklahoma. And uh, while I was there, I was able to record some video interviews with some of the staff from a few of the dispensaries. So this week we're going to feature our stop at the Modern Day Hippie Medical Cannabis Dispensary. So you can check out our video interview on the podcast, but you can hear it here. And I want to shout out and say thank you to Jacob, Colby, and Tiffany for letting us stop in for the interview. Shout out to my brother for helping me with that stop and helping me record that. The Modern Day Hippie in Duran, Oklahoma. Okay, so we're high in Hawaii, but we ain't in Hawaii. We're in Oklahoma. Let me show you where we are today, okay? We're at the modern-day hippie medical cannabis dispensary. That's what it looks like out here in Durant, Oklahoma. Let's go ahead and do some shopping. We're high in Hawaii, but we're not in Hawaii. We're in Oklahoma. Let me show you around. I got to talk to the manager, Jacob. He said we can look around the store. So I'm going to show you a little bit of what's happening in Oklahoma. So I didn't get to meet everyone, but this is Jacob. He's the manager, head, uh, head bud tender. tender. This right here is Tiffany. She's the boss. I'm the owner. And I'm Colby. Colby? Yep, Colby. All right, Colby, nice to meet you. Tell us real quick about some of your flowers there. How many uh, different farmers do you represent up there on the shelf? So you're looking at about eight to 12 different growers here. Okay. Um, you know, at all times, we're usually keeping the growers on rotation. We will bring in new ones if they have good quality medicine. Sometimes we'll drop them if they're not good quality medicine. Sure. But, you know, it just kind of depends, and more than more often times than not, it'll be up to the customer. And you get good customer feedback? Absolutely. Do you have an on online kind of a subscription thing that they can... Um, yeah, you know, they just leave reviews on, like, Weed Maps and Google, Facebook... Excellent. Social media is really a big help, and then I ask everybody, you know, if 
I sent them home with something, how did it do for them? Great. If it did well, we'll keep with it. If it didn't, we'll find them something else. I know when I do a lot of shopping, Jacob, uh, I, I can see a wide range from maybe a 21-year-old person who's struggling with PTSD from being in the Army to someone who's 77 years old struggling with after effects of cancer. I'm sure you see a wide variety of patients. Oh, yeah. What, what would you say is uh, the number one product that you recommend to a new patient trying cannabis? Um, if it is going to be for anything as far as like a mental disorder, um, I would suggest finding out first off, you know, if they're maybe prone to depression or anger. If they are, stay away from cushions or stay away from like heavier indicas because they could depress someone. You know, get especially at first, not yes. knowing what what's coming. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, so I would probably start them with something like a sour diesel or you know similar to the lineage. Yeah. Um, if they wanted it for sleep or nighttime, you know, we'd go for something a little bit heavier. Uh, probably try out the Adams OG up there. Maybe something like a peanut butter breath cross or you know. Uh, we got the designer runs there. That one's been fantastic. I understand lately. that is a favorite in Oklahoma. Yeah, it's been a new one lately. Um, yeah, I think we would just find out, you know, what the customer needed, and then we'd go off of that. What if you had a, a customer come in who said they couldn't consume cannabis by smoking? Do you have some products that you could show them? Yeah. Uh, what I would recommend is either orally through an edible or topically. We have a topical shelf as well right over here. And... Got lotions, creams, rubs, bath bombs, all kinds of stuff like that. Those are wonderful for people's like arthritis, muscle aches, um, you know, skin conditions, anything like that. And these right here aren't going to make you feel any kind of way either. They're just for the relief. Uh, one thing that I did see was interesting was the seeds on the shelf here. Yeah. Not a lot of places offer that. How long have you been able to do that? Since day one? Yeah, since day one. Um, you have to have a certain license for it, though. Oh, you right. do? So I, as long as the grower purchases Tiffany, the seeds. right? Yes. So, Tiffany, do you mind if I ask you a question? <laughs> yes, that's fine. How long have you been here? How long has your business been growing? Um, I opened on August 12, 2019. Okay. And in honor of my grandpa, he was a veteran in the um, well, thank Air you. Force, absolutely. I was so in the I Air Force. To, to that day to open in his memory. Awesome. So. You get a lot of veterans in here? Yes, we do. I know you offer a veterans discount. That's very sweet. We do we appreciate that. We take very good care of our veterans. What, um, what's been your, uh, your biggest heartache in this business so far? What's been your biggest hurdle to overcome that you didn't see? Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> They're all big, mainly, right? I really thought when we opened this up, it'd be more of a medicinal, medical part, but it's more a medical state with a recreational, you know. Yeah. It's leaning It's leaning that way. We all is. know it's going to eventually get there. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a beautiful store. It's got a cool name. Got a great vibe. I'll go back to talking to Jacob because I know you didn't want me to no, talk to you. But uh, so today, Jacob, I came in to purchase what, you know, I use, and that's concentrate. So let's show everybody on the, on the thing what I got today. Um, which I could do later on in my in my lab, but I found some very nice concentrates today. So I gave you the GMO because that's my all-time favorite. Right. I love GMO for any time daytime. Um, the Death Star here. Death Star is a really nice hybrid. Um, I guess it's considered a 60/40 sativa, I believe. However, it's very heavy. 
and can kind of just, you know, have you a little spacey. And this one was actually bred by Vader OG. All right. I can't find a cut or seed anywhere. Oh, wow. Still looking. And then the Hobie Graves here, this one is the Kutang. <laughs> the junior All right. Yeah, it's going to taste nice and gravy. It is relaxing, but not so much so that I put you down. Because of the Putin. Are you a dab guy? I am. Are you uh, hot glass or coil? Uh, I like rigs. Rigs. Yes. Right on. Okay, so we had to cut the interview a little bit short because another customer came in. We would not want to violate anybody's, you know, uh, anonymity or whatever. But uh, that was the only stipulation. He said, if there's no other customers in here, man, you can record anything you want. So we had a great time there. Uh, thanks again to Jacob, Colby, and Tiffany for letting us stop in and do that interview. The Modern Day Hippie in Duran, Oklahoma. Thanks again to my brother also. And as usual, I need another song. Need another pause for the call. Is that, <coughs> it's not like I didn't get enough the first time But I do, I need to just uh, chill for a minute And I, I, I can't help it, it's just the songs that I like are the ones that come up so <laughs> that's I, I, mean, I might have already played this one a few times on the podcast And for that, I just say, I hope you enjoy it again It's Jimi Hendrix's version of Born Under a Bad Sign Not a lyric in it, dig it, on high in Hawaii Thank you. 
he says, yeah. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, born under a bad sign. On high in Hawaii. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. We appreciate you being along. Let's get into learning as I grow. Sometimes you learn things over and over. Sometimes you just learn lessons the hard way. This is an example of that. I mean, I was just doing what I'd done before, and it usually had worked. The Afghan feminized seeds from Amsterdam marijuana seeds, 100% indica dominant strain, started out great, had 8 out of 10 seeds germinate, got them all placed in pots. I was anxiously awaiting the sprouts to come up, but they never did. Now, could have been a little too cold. I mean, we got down into the 50s. Maybe there was too much water. Maybe I planted them too deep. I don't know. But not one of them came up. And that was disheartening for sure. At first, when, I, when, they, when they first got here, I was concerned at the size of the seeds. Smaller than normal, I would say. Sometimes seeds germinate in a few days. These took seven or eight days in the, in the little pods to, to finally show signs of opening that first little root. I was using those seed pods from Burpee to germinate the seeds and then transplanted them soon after they opened. And I, I've heard of several different methods of germinating seeds. But after this incident, I decided it was time to invest in a seed germinator. $25 investment. It's already paid off well. I've germinated uh, cilantro, beans, tomatoes, peppers, and yes, cannabis. So after the disappointing results from the first attempt, I sent an email to Amsterdam Marijuana Seed Company to see if they had any suggestions on maybe what I was doing wrong. They recommended that I use the paper towel method, which is very commonly known, where you take a piece of paper towel, you put the seed in, make sure it's wet, keep it damp, keep it in a dry, dark, warm place. A lot of people like to do it in the cupboard. I don't know why in the cupboard, but that's where they do it, in the cupboard. So some other people put it in the windowsill, but it's not supposed to be in the sun. That's all I know. There's different methods. Some people say soak it in water. Some people they don't soak it in water. <laughs> I explained to them in my email that I intended to purchase more seeds in the coming days, and they were nice enough to give me a 20% discount on my next purchase. So I ordered all the seeds for the entire year. With a discount code and a plan, I logged into the website to find a special sale on auto flower strains. Now, I'll put a link to their website in the chapter markers, Amsterdam Marijuana Seeds. Uh, the special was buy a 15-seed pack, get a 15-seed pack for free. Three strains in the bundle. Uh, the one I picked was AK-47, which I had grown before. Amnesia Trance, I'd heard of, and Light of Jaw, which I had not heard of, but now know to be pretty legendary and looking forward to it. I also ordered five seeds of the strains, Purple Power, Durban Poison, and Afghan, because I had to replace the Afghan that didn't come up. Humbling, for sure, to say the least, but a learning experience. And 
for the better, I guess. I mean, the iPower heated germination kit seems to be the ticket. And luckily has increased my success rate with seeds. It's just a simple heated tray with a dome and an adjustable airflow. It comes with a little uh, insert tray of 24 two-inch by two-inch squares for you to do your, your seed planting and whatever you want to put them in. It's pretty nifty for 25 bucks. I mean, I wish I'd have gotten it earlier. Now, I, uh, I was able to use the paper towel method also in this dome because that helps the seed stay warm. Using that method and seeds in the dirt in the little tray, 100% success rate on 15 seeds. So after the roots started growing, I moved the embryos into solo cups for a few days before transplanting them into five-gallon fabric pots for the remainder of their grow. I'd been doing research and realized that with the uh, rapid growth rate of these autoflowers, it's better and more beneficial to have them uh, in their final pots earlier. As far as weight is concerned, these are not the kind of strains you want to transplant mid-grow. Mid Going from seedling into the final pot in a week seems kind of fast for most strains, but that is what uh, I determined to be, at least from several sources, to be the best way to reach the full potential of these girls. Autoflowers are smaller plants in general, so any stunted growth in the vegetative phase is going to hinder your production. Also recommended that you avoid cloning, as they will never fully develop, only continue their growth cycle as an autoflower. Autoflowers will flower, no matter what light schedule you give them. Anything less than 16 hours on is not recommended for autoflowers. Shorter growth cycle means less weeks with light, so it's a wash either way. You see what I mean? Like, I always want, <laughs> I always, <laughs> I always want to have a grow space and a finish space so I can move plants into one and out of the other. But that may not always be the case. In addition to the autoflower strains, I was able to get five Afghan girls to start. And uh, we're going to keep those in the small cups until they show signs of needing bigger pots. One of them is going to be picked for a mother plant, and the other four will grow for probably about six to seven weeks and then switch them over to the flower phase by changing the light cycle. They're not autoflowers, so we have to change the light cycle for those. So probably plan that out uh, at the end of the autoflower phase when they're being harvested, switch them over then, so... Anyway, another episode is going to be out soon, limiting uh, about one a month. There will be some special episodes here or there, <clears throat> probably coming soon. <laughs> In the next episode, more dispensary interviews, and I'll share with you the best new piece of equipment I've invested for the grow. Best new piece of equipment I've invested in for the grow. And it's not the, um, it's not the, uh, the germinator. Although that was a good investment, tell you the truth. It's been awesome. I didn't know it worked so well. I would have got one a long time ago. Same with this other piece of equipment. Can't believe I waited so long to get it. And I'll tell you what that is 
in the next episode. Epsco Sour Beverage. Shout out to the big store staff. Thank you for your amazing product. I think I'm going to have some more of that soon. You uh, always seem to be ahead of the game with new products and innovations. The dabs today were awesome. Ari, the electrician, came by and installed a second battery to our solar system. Also, he's an artist. Can reach out to Ari at 808-200-8870. Golden Light Solar LLC, solar technician, consultant, and supplies. He's also a beekeeper, illustrator. He's got a website. We'll put a link on our uh, chapter marker there to Ari Azrael art.com. Check him out. Cool dude. Did great work. And again, his information on our chapter marker, 808-200-8870. Also want to say a special thanks and howdy to Greg in Oak Cliff. It's always fun to hear the questions that filter back to me through uh, through the ladies of our life. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Appreciate your support through this and uh, hope to see you soon. I'd also like to take a moment to thank Amsterdam Marijuana Seeds. As I mentioned earlier, after the first attempt didn't rise up out of the dirt as planned, they were kind enough to listen to my problem and suggest future ways of trying to germinate my seeds. I was grateful for the discount that they gave me on my next purchase. That was cool. And I always refer to their grow guide on a regular basis. So if you're interested, you can check them out as well. We've got a link to them on our chapter markers. And um, so I decided this year of the podcast, I'm going to make them a sponsor. So I'm going to reach out to them and see if we can get that set up, make them a sponsor and maybe get a, a show coupon, you know, that you can use uh, discount code sort of thing when you make purchases on their website. Maybe, maybe some giveaway ideas. I don't know. I'm going to reach out and see what they have in mind. You know, like I always say, and it's on the uh, free crutches that we hand out, we're trying to help stop veteran suicide. And doing so, I believe talking saves lives. I always like to remind myself, as, as well as everyone else who listens, that talking saves lives. And I remember that when it was necessary, and when it is necessary... It always helps. It always helps. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of strength. You know, having problems doesn't make you weak. Everyone has problems. Talking can help. Who you choose to talk to is up to you. Also remember that your thoughts are just thoughts. And you can change your thoughts. I know talking saves lives. 22 veterans take their own life each day. I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want you to be one either. The National Suicide Prevention Line is also the Veterans Crisis Line. 800-273-8255. Veterans Press 1. 800-273-8255, Veterans Press 1. You can reach them at, at the veteranscrisisline.net. That's on our chapter marker. And text at 
888-528-2557. Talking saves lives. Even if they're not registered with the VA or enrolled in VA health care, it's available to all veterans, their families, and friends. VA responders standing by 24-7, 365. Even if you're not the veteran, you can call that number and get help. Tell them, I know somebody who's suffering. I don't know what to do. They can steer you in the right direction. On our transcript section, you can see our email, kndmisty.mountain at gmail.com. Also a link to our website, www.highandhigh.com. That's where you can find the YouTube channel link. That's where you can go and see the vodcast of this podcast, High in Hawaii. Thank you for listening. Aloha. Y'all come back now, you hear? Happy night, da! That boy ain't right. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey. Smoke weed every day.